Oh, the great veggie fight. There will come a time in every parent's life when trying to get their child to eat their vegetables can be a feat comparable to climbing Mount Everest. I don't, if people have climbed Mount Everest, I, I want to apologize. I do understand that that is a very difficult thing. But so is the battle of the veggies. So when is it worth it to fight? And when do you just let your kid eat what they want to eat? Today on the podcast, we'll give you tips and tricks on how to get your toddler to eat their vegetables. Plus, we'll tell you where you can find some easy vegetable recipes on the Mom's on Call website that are kid-tested and mom-approved. I'm Laura. And I'm Jennifer. Welcome to the Mom's on Call podcast. We're so glad you're here. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hi, Laura and Jennifer. Love your books and your podcast. This is Alice from Wyoming calling in about my three-year-old daughter, Sarah. She's not a picky eater, really, except when it comes to vegetables. If she even sees the color green, it goes right off her plate. We tried telling her she doesn't need to eat the whole thing, just a couple bites, and she refuses. And even tried telling her she could have her favorite muffin if she had two green beans, and that didn't work. I can't even get her to touch carrots. One night, I put some peas in her mac and cheese, and she fished each one out. A year ago, she would eat anything, and now it's a concert fight. Any ideas on how to get her to eat some vegetables? Are there other ways to hide them in her food that she won't notice? Thanks for your help. Alice, first off, we want to say we have so been there. Yeah, we have so been there. We've had... Peas that they fished out of stuff, thrown on the floor for the dog. How can they even find them? I mean, I'm like, what are you doing? Onions, little pieces of onions they would pick out of the spaghetti sauce. I'm like, how do they even see those? But we have great news for you. So she's just starting to decide. She's making decisions. And that's one of the things that they often decide as they kind of perpetrate their free will on the things, the few things that they have control over. So you asked a great question. Is there a way that I can get her to eat her vegetables? And there is a way that we can help to influence her to make the decision herself to eat those vegetables. And I think that's more of what we're dealing with. She just wants to choose and so we're going to give her some opportunities. And and I think that's important, Jennifer, to talk about. Because I think so many times we sit and we want to make our kids eat this thing and eat that thing. And, and, and we find that, you know, a year goes by, right, where we're exhausted. Like we dread mealtime because this has become a battle that if truth be told, Alice, we really can't win. That is not our job and 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 we say it quite often is is our job as parents is to create an atmosphere that allows them 
to have those choices. The truth is she's going to eat exactly what she needs to eat. She's going to grow and thrive and, and meet all of those things. And, and five years from now, she'll eat things that you never thought that she was going to eat. And one of the best things that you can do, Alice, is, is be an example. Eat in front of her. Create a variety of foods you get to sit down and eat and do some of those things that we call, um, oh, what is it, Jennifer? Triangulation. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which that is just one means, of the best things. Yeah, that you talk about their abilities in front of somebody that they care about. So if you're eating with grandma and, you know, there's some peas on the plate or vegetables or whatever, you say, you know what, one day she's going to choose to eat these vegetables and she'll be unstoppable. Use her name and do not say it always right to her. So it just helps to say, I'm on your side and I know what you're capable of. And that is such a powerful message that feeding gives us the opportunity to send. And I had, I had um, a, a sweet little client of mine and oh my gosh, I love, love, love this family. And I've worked with them for three or four of their children. And I mean, it has been so much fun. And she is desperate. Her child was a little bit younger, about 24 months old and would not eat anything. And in her email, she was just on and on about how much I'm tired of the fight. I'm tired of making her eat one more bite, one more bite, one more. And I, I was stressed reading this email, right? <laughs> we like, do, we do. Oh my gosh, wait, no. And, and, and I just was real simple with her. I said, you know what? Let's not fight her anymore. What I want you to do is to provide three different food groups with each meal. What you cook is what is for dinner or lunch or breakfast. Put a few pieces on the tray. At a time. At a time. And I, and I do want to make that really clear. I think a lot of times we're putting adult serving sizes on these trays. Put a few pieces of each food group on that plate, and then you sit down and eat. You, if it's lunchtime, you can read a magazine, you can talk about other things, you can talk about how yummy these green beans are. Oh my gosh, this is the best green beans I've ever had in my entire life, honey. Sarah is going to do so great at eating these one day. I can't wait to watch her. And without directing it directly to her, have, has anybody ever tried to force feed you? Oh, can you? I can't. Yeah, I'm sure somebody has. It turns your resistance up. Oh, just reading it in the email turned my resistance <laughs> yes. up. I don't want anybody counting my bites. Do you count anybody else's bites at the dinner table? What is this? No. So they're just wanting to lean into what's familiar. And you're making such a beautiful familiar as you eat you talk to somebody or, you know, just you can get out a little magazine and read it. You remember those old things that we used to have before it was all on our phone? <laughs> right. um, and I just don't like to have phones at the dinner table. But, you know, if you just need to be casual, eat your food, take all that attention oh, off because it just it becomes stressful. And then they get attached to the familiarity of that stress. And neither of us want to do that. And so I'm going to leave you with this, Alice. Your job is to prepare the food. It's their job to eat it. And Alice, so one of the things we want you to do, and even though she's three years of age, still go ahead and download that solid food introduction calendar. It's going to give you some great advice, even though she's three years old, just about introducing 
some of these varieties of foods that we want you to do, but it also has some really good recipes in there as well. Well, my favorite recipes are the ones that you did in the online classes. You can watch Laura make smoothies. So yes, um, are all of us, every parent out there guilty of sneaking foods in? Yes. This, I think this may have been why smoothies were created in the first place. Somebody was trying to get something good into their toddler's tummy. Um, and we have also been guilty of one of the other things you mentioned, which was uh, bribing. So we do all these things. It's all just this natural progression. We're going to let it all go. Yeah, make some great smoothies. Yeah, sneak it in here and there. But more than anything, we want to use this as a learning opportunity where the two of you have a chance to accomplish, achieve, and your child really gets an opportunity to make some decisions. They will come back around. I promise you, even if she doesn't eat peas today, she could grow up to be an organic vegetable farmer. Don't put forever on this. This is a stage. They go through it. She's making decisions. She will come out the other side. We want mealtime to be stress-free. So we are so excited to introduce the Moms on Call Sleep and Grow Mattress that we had the opportunity to work with Colgate to make. Now, this is a mattress company that is family-owned and operated. Right and here in Atlanta. Yes, right here in our backyard. And so we were able to come together and just tick off a long list of specifications for what we thought would be the best and safest way for babies to get those long stretches of sleep. So we can do moms on call and have those great nine to 12 hours in a row on the safest mattress we could design or think up. And, And the great thing is, of course, you know, we always want that for the baby. Like when we're shopping for mattresses at the beginning where, you know, all of a sudden we become an expert on eco-friendly, phthalate-free, yes. you know, nothing's got any off-gassing, which of this mattress ticks all those boxes. But we also want to think that this mattress is going to grow with this baby's. Babies grow so fast. In the blink of an eye, we are, you know, at the store picking out that First mattress, and this is a mattress and a purchase that's on one of the main ones. It's essential, right? And we want that mattress to go from newborn all the way through toddlerhood, which is exactly how we designed it. And it has been so much fun. I mean, we got our we got the prototypes, and Jennifer and I were both laying on them. (laughs) I could fit better because I'm short. That's right, right? And, and and the reason we did it that way was one side, we needed it to be super firm for those newborn little babies. But as they transition to that toddler bed, we don't want you to have to go and get another mattress. You can just flip this one over. And it is so well formed. So we have square corners. It's going to fit right into the standard U.S. size crib. It's going to be light and easy to change the sheets because that's one of the things when they get to toddlerhood. And even sometimes as you're learning how to put on a diaper properly, you know, stop by our website and we'll show you some diaper changing hacks that will help you to keep the pee and the poop in the diaper. But it leaks out sometimes and you find yourself changing the mattress sheets. This one's waterproof. It's lightweight. It fits right in those cribs so snugly. And 
Laura and I have always been dedicated to providing a safe sleep environment for families because families who rest well thrive. And that is what we partnered with Colgate to achieve. And so we are very, very thrilled to introduce you to the Moms on Call Sleep and Grow Mattress by Colgate. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.